Have you ever experienced an eclipse? One of those um, amazing kind of astronomical events that um, they're weird, aren't they? They're weird. Eclipses are weird because they're just so really different. And, um, you know, in those times, the light slowly, slowly changes, doesn't it? And what was like the middle of the day now seems more like dusk. But you look at your watch and sure enough, it's midday. <laughs> and this is the time when it's supposed to be full sunlight. Something beyond your control has moved between yourself and the source of light. And you know that you're living in the shadow of an eclipse. Look, every analogy and metaphor breaks down somewhere, but the shadow of an eclipse has often helped me understand the interconnected relationship with my body and my soul. You know, we want clear-cut connections, don't we? We like perfectly concentric circles drawn with accuracy and perfection. This affects this, and that affects that. If I do this, then that will happen. You know, and we want to play uh, chess with our lives to manage a particular outcome. But there is always a kind of unpredictability of an eclipse that could shadow our effect. Well, what's an eclipse? Well, if we go to Wikipedia, it's a very technical. <laughs> I'll read it out. Oh, an eclipse is an astronomical event that occurs when an astronomical object or spacecraft is temporarily obscured by passing into the shadow of another body or having another body pass between it and the viewer. This alignment of three celestial bodies is known as a skizzy. <laughs> and I'll spell it out. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Lots of Ys. <laughs> Apart from skizzy. I'm probably not pronouncing correctly. The term eclipse is also used when a spacecraft reaches a position where it can observe two celestial bodies so aligned. An eclipse is the result of even an oculation, completely hidden, or a transit, partly hidden. So that's Wikipedia. <laughs> it's very technical. But simply put, it is when an object typically the moon comes between the sun and the earth and so like a shadow is cast over the earth uh, a total lunar eclipse is when we can't see the uh, we can see sorry when we can see the outline of the moon against the backdrop of the sun and we are kind of living in the shadow look it's it's a little weird isn't it when you're in the shadow of an eclipse you know things have changed it's it's shadowy and slightly dark and it's so eerie that animals act differently the birds stop singing and there's kind of like a puzzlement that grips the land look i want you to hold in your thinking that picture and the feelings of living in an eclipse an eclipse generally doesn't last long uh, everything is moving the earth rotates the moon as a satellite spins around us and eventually the shadows fade away and we get back into normal light but what if the eclipse lasted longer than expected? What if it took up a kind of a permanent resonance over us? You know, a shadow falling us on us seemingly like forever. Have a think about that. Get yourself into feeling like that. Then answer these questions. What is it like living with a physical illness? All right. And the shadow of a physical illness casting itself over you what is it like living with a mental illness 
and the illness casting its shadow over you? What's it like to be living in the shadow of another's illness, particularly someone you love? And what is it like to be living in the shadow of past trauma, large or small? Larry Crabb considers that we have three kinds of problems when people come to us for deep conversation. These three problems are related to the brain and the soul. Brain, soul problems, soul, brain problems, and mostly soul problems. <laughs> so the first one, brain, soul problems. The problem is primarily related to the brain. It's chiefly a physiological issue and secondly a soul related issue. There is something with the physical functioning of the brain that's not right. It might be a chemical imbalance or a physical injury or other physical brain related conditions. Other bodily organs, especially hormone glands, might affect a person's ability to uh, think and process information. But this person also has a soul, an inner world that needs some degree of soul care, nurturing, guidance and hope. Look, uh, many times I've sat with people in states of confusion. They see things, hear things, feel things no one else can perceive. I, I can't perceive them. But they were very real, very real for them. And the stresses of various events around them have cracked that fragile balance of the brain. And now they are subject to forces seemingly beyond their control. And with the brain and its hum, human fragility, the brain is casting uh, its imbalanced view over the soul. All right. Number two is soul brain problems. The problems are primarily related to the inner workings of the soul. There is a deep hurt uh, and a struggle with some life issues, perhaps are coming to terms with a loss. And with all the struggles being faced, there may need to be some form of medication to help the brain with the processing that is going on. The medication is not the solution to the problem. It's more a means by which the brain can function so that the soul can attend to the issues it faces. The soul, soul's pain filled shadow casts an effect on the operation on, of the brain and the body. Therefore, it needs help to process it. And then this third category, mostly soul. The issues are primarily related to the soul as in category two, but it, it could be better than the functioning of the brain and the body is impaired. So it's not impairing the brain um, it's, as such. Well, you know, these three categories are very useful in helping others and ourselves. I, I would also add to this model the general effect of the body on the brain. You know, often I will go out and do a physically heavy day. You know, and tonight my body, in the night time, my body will be tired and possibly sore. <laughs> and my brain, uh, the supercomputer between my ears, will be processing that pain. And I may feel quite down, but I have to understand that this comes from a place of physical exhaustion. And wisdom tells me to relax and go to bed, maybe take some painkillers if the pain's too much. Look, uh, good conversations enter into the shadow. I listened to someone recently and the shadow cast from their bodily pain. This pain was affecting their thinking and certain behaviours resulted. Can I forgive them? Yes, of course I can. Then there was someone uh, with a very deep soul injury for many years past that, is, was, that it was now expressing itself in the body. 
the healing for the body may come through a recovery of the soul. And I suggest you read the, the book, The Body Keeps the Score. It's a very good book. But it's shadowy work, stumbling and knocking into things. And I enter into the shadow as much as I sit in the shadow that passed over the body slash soul of Jesus. And Luke tells us that it was about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining. Well, the sun didn't stop shining. It was the moon that came between. They believe it's the eclipse. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. That's in Luke 23. Look, I, I find myself often sitting in the shadow of people's lives. And what I do is I pray for resurrection. I pray that uh, new light will come and dissipate uh, all the shadows they have. And there's like a fullness of light flooding over both them and myself. But what's your shadow land like? Here's some quotes. Uh, Poets do not go mad, but chess players do. Mathematicians go mad and cashiers, but creative artists very seldom. I'm not, as will be seen, in any sense attacking logic. I only say that this danger does lie in logic, not in imagination. G.K. Chesterton. Uh, There is a persistent notion, persisting notion, in some circles that the medications used to treat depression and other psychiatric illnesses can somehow interfere with the deeper spiritual processes, such as the dark night of the soul. Nothing could be further from the truth. To my mind, there is never an authentic spiritual reason to let any illness go untreated. That was from uh, Barbara Crafton. We are unfinished creatures, longing, reaching, stretching towards fulfilment. Eugene Peterson. Spiritual paths and practices that distance us from what it means to be human, to be a human, are not good for humans. (laughs) David Benner. Spirituality can and should help us become more deeply human and not f- and more fully alive. David Benner. The route to wholeness is not perfection, but embracing the realities of our lives. David Benner. And if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. C.S. Lewis. Questions. What is your shadow like? Number two, what do you most long to do when you're sitting in the shadowy land of someone's pain? Run? Fix? Something else? Number three, which of these three categories, brain, soul, soul, brain, or mostly soul, do you understand in yourself and others? I hope you found this helpful and interesting and um, if you'd like to email me it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz and uh, if you go to the uh, show notes there's a link to all the content here and uh, you can just love to hear from my readers and watchers and viewers so please send me an email or leave a comment okay until next week bye